And welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is the premier podcast for the website, cpluscomedy.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there. I'm going to be open up real honest with you guys right now. I just recorded the application. I'm not I'm not complaining about stuff to talk about because I have a deluge of stuff to talk about. But I, I do want to mention that I did do a Halloween episode of that podcast, which is a podcast, again, that I'm doing just to have on my application uh, for the for for the for what's the place called for WABE in Atlanta. That is literally what the podcast is about. It's about me making like applying for a job there. And it is a, hol- a Halloween episode where I talk in a spooky voice and there's spooky music and that's it. <laughs> there's nothing else. So there's that. So I'm talking that spooky voice and my throat is killing me. Uh, so let's move on to the stuff I actually want to talk about. Uh, I did say this. I, was, I did this last week. I did a film pitch. I pitched a movie. Essentially, what happened was is uh, I, I I went to the I did this thing for Roll Call Atlanta. Roll Call is a big kind of like meeting thing. Um, I don't know what they are. So whatever. It, it was called Film Pitch ATL was the was the event and every month we meet and there's like this month there were a crap ton of people my god there were at least 50 people there whereas the the first couple of times it was not that many people it was decidedly uh but yeah there's definitely like at least 50 people there and uh what i did was i got up there and i presented uh, a script that i had written you know, one of the movies that I talked about that I written. I don't think I actually mentioned the movie here. I, I I'm not going to because I think it's a really good idea and it's not, and it has not been done before. So I, I I two of the movies that I wrote have not been done before. So I'm really going to keep those close to the chest just for now. You know, just in case, in case I get an agent at some point. Um, but I did the pitch and it went over well. Uh, I did the networking thing. I did the my my um. I had to present a slideshow, and the slideshow was not good. I have to I have to be pretty honest with you. The slideshow wasn't good, even though I spent a, a good amount of time working on the whole the pitch aspect. I, I just I followed the template for what the guy laid out. You know, he just the the host was really nice, and he laid out the stuff that we should look to cover. Uh, and then you know, if we if we want to add anything, then we can add something. But I'm trying to pull up the 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 template now. Uh, so. Essentially, what it was was I, I hope I pray I cut to this camera. Uh, I don't know if I can see it on my lap. <laughs> Essentially, what it was if you look if you're watching the video version, you can see the blue uh, outline of my of my uh, my slideshow, and I made a video to go along with it, a nice short three minute long video uh, <laughs> to that that really just encapsulates what the movie is about. And, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's just about, it's, I mean, I guess I could talk what it's, a, I don't know. I really don't want to mention what it's about. Uh, if you could pause the video right there, I just held up the log line for some reason. Uh, but I, I, I did this whole thing and it was great. Uh, people, people liked it. People laughed at the thing. Cause I put jokes in there, of course, they didn't just laugh at me, but, uh, there was stuff I put in there that I la- that people laughed at. Let me see if I can, uh, make this the uh, big view of it. If you're watching the video, you will get a kick out of kick out of this. But here's a half naked picture of me. I put up, I showed the 60 something people. I also put it on my Instagram, but who cares? <laughs> it was on my Instagram story. Uh, and, uh, that's me part of the crew, but it was great. Uh, I liked, I like going to that event. Uh, I networking is, I hate that word so much. Uh, it, it feels so dirty, 
but you know that was a it was a fun thing to do and I'm glad I got a chance to do it and uh, you know and I met some people hopefully they want to work with me some people said they're going to email me some people never did those are the same people that never did I wonder if I've ever worn this shirt while I've recorded this podcast on camera I hope not I hate having repeats so that was so there's that uh, and then, uh, let's see. Oh, I hope you checked out the feed last week. Ryan Singer. I had an interview with him. Uh, I just didn't want to type up that interview. I'm not going to lie. Was, he gave you a lot of long answers. I just didn't want to type it up. Uh, so I hope you checked it out. It was a good interview. It's got a lot of good listens to it. So that's really nice. So I think I gained some subscribers from that too. Uh, doubt I did, but <laughs> it was very interesting. Uh, let's move on. I got to keep moving quickly because we're running out of time for this half of the show. Oh, I so I was uh, I was running uh, this week. So I run every week, every Sunday, essentially, or Saturday night. Uh, that's so that's a supplement into with my weightlifting. So I run and weightlift. Uh, no big deal. <laughs> and so I was running. I decided to run on. Uh, it was going to be cold and here in Atlanta. It was going to be cold on Sunday morning around forty degrees. So I said, no, I'm just going to hold off on that. I'll wait all day and I'll run at five p.m. So, uh, I said, so I say, I'm going to, I've already told the story application, so I'm trying not to, you know, retread over a lot of too, too many details. You know, if we, if there's a lot of cross pollination in that show, there's not, there's definitely not <laughs> that show has a lot of subscribers, but less subscribers than the, the constitutionals constitutionals old though. Anyway, check out the application. It's a wonderful show. Uh, anyway, I ran, so I was running. So I, so basically what, what I'm to do is I meant to run at 5 PM. I actually, I started running like cause of stretching and whatnot. I started running <laughs> And what I started running at 530. I'm running uh, down here in Old Fourth Ward. I'm running and I get near Ponce. Um, I'm having a good I'm like I'm having a like surprisingly good run. <laughs> I get near Ponce and I, I don't want to be too specific about this. I'm running <laughs> in a direction and I see an old I see an old man. <laughs> I see a man cross the street. And I go, okay, I probably, like we're on the sidewalk. I'm like, okay, I got to get it. I got to get out of this guy's way. I'm not going to look at him. I'm not even going to talk to him. I look down as I'm running again. I get closer to him. I look up and I go, he looks a lot like Hank Azaria from The Simpsons. I look down again. I go, wait a minute. That was Hank Azaria. And what I do is, this is the greatest moment of my entire life. I get up, I run, I see him. I go, oh my gosh, you're Hank. Like I pull out, I'm, I'm doing the motion right now. So if you're watching the video, you're getting the full story. I'm running I'm running. I see him and I pull off my headphones. My, my headphones. I go, Hey, Hey, Hank Azaria. And he goes, and he turns around and looks at me and he sounds just like most Sizzlack. I swear to God, he, from the Simpsons. And he goes, Hey, how you doing? <laughs> and we look at each other. Uh, I'm, let me give you a little some context. All I'm wearing is a pair of shorts, some shoes and these headphones, no shirt, <laughs> very shirtless. And, <laughs> and he's clearly on the phone. He's on the phone, uh, wearing AirPods, you know, talking. And uh, so he goes, hey, how you doing? Uh, split second, we go, we both go our separate ways, <laughs> like as if we're done with the conversation. I go, all right. <laughs> he goes, he goes, uh, he goes, all right, have a good one. And I go, yeah, you too. Thanks. <laughs> I just run off very happy. And then for the rest of the run, I was so excited. I was running on air, uh, which is very true. And then I, I, I knew that one of his, um, one of his co-stars, well, who, she just joined the show as a recurring character, Tawny Newsom. Uh, she's from Bajillion Dollar Properties in the podcast. She always is racist, uh, but she just joined the show and I listened to the podcast and she was talking about being in Atlanta. And I was wondering for like for the past couple of weeks, she's been talking about being in Atlanta uh, on the podcast. I've been wondering 
where is she staying? Because she said she's staying in like a hipstery area. And then I real and then I like for for a split second, I I thought I kept thinking, oh, maybe she's down in Old Fourth Ward. Maybe she's in Virginia Highlands. Maybe she's somewhere near this area because she has to be. Turns out, I believe they are. Uh, but I don't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get too specific where he was walking, uh, what direction he was coming from. But I did see him in my neighborhood, so that's really cool. Uh, well, not in my neighborhood. I saw him like. Uh, <laughs> how far was it? I in the run. It's probably. I was probably like ten minutes away. So I was about a ten minute run away. So just any direction. Come to my place, which you know where I live. <laughs> you don't. And then just run. <laughs> just run in any direction. Ten minutes, and then you'll see. You'll see Hank's area. It was really cool. I'm a huge Simpsons fan, and he was nice enough to go. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> that's all. I, that's all I expect. I really, in my head. I saw him and I was like, like so many things went through my head. I was like, I wonder if he is talking about the Apu thing because apparently some some random movie producer was talking about how he knows what the what the Simpsons are going to do with Apu and he, and he says that they're going to drop him. And then Al Jean came out and said, No, he doesn't. He's not part of the show. He doesn't speak for us. We're not going to drop Apu. Uh, but I would not doubt it if they dropped Apu. <laughs> I would like I, I fully expect it at this point. So there's that. Uh, and yeah. Oh, I finally sat down and watched Manifest and the First. <laughs> Turns out those shows are so good. Manifest is a show on NBC, hour-long procedural, uh, that's like lost on a plane. Uh, these characters, all these people in this show are on this plane, and uh, some turbulence happens. And they, th- they think it's just turbulence. Like, every, like They experience like this heavy turbulence. Also, if you watch the show, there's a guy in the turbulence. When the turbulence happens, on the, there's an extra on the left side of the screen uh, who is experience- in the front row of the plane who is experiencing the worst acting of his life. <laughs> and Jimmy Pardo mentioned this on Never Not Funny. Uh, but this guy is on this plane and the plane shakes and the guy goes. <laughs> if you're watching the video, you saw you saw exactly what I did, but he just, he like clinches his seat and he jettisons his entire body up. It was so, too much overacting, overacted. But uh, they experience a turbulence and then they land and they're five years later. They've jumped five years in the future. One of the main characters is a child who has a twin sister who has grown up without him. And it is so, it is such a sad thing because... Uh, I mean, yeah, we don't know what happened, but these people, like a lot of people just moved on with their lives. <laughs> like uh, one of the main characters, his wife started seeing somebody else, but she's still very much in love with him. And, uh, and then the other one, uh, his sister, uh, who is the main character, I believe, uh, <laughs> who we don't know. She, uh, her, her, her best, she killed her best friend by, on accident and and uh, and her though her best friend's parents hate her, and her fiance moved on, and but apparently all these people still have jobs and and lives and stuff, except for uh, the the guy main character whose wife um, met somebody else. Anyway, it's a great it's a great show. It's ju- it's just like Lost, and you're and of course you can get the comparisons because we don't know what happened, and then people start getting killed, and all these weird stuff happen. Like it's a very supernatural show. Um, and I just, but I don't, I don't expect much from it. You know, it's just a cheesy procedural that I'm going to enjoy. And the first is about Sean Penn. Uh, he, he's an astronaut. Uh, he watches uh, this young crop of astronauts. They're about to, uh, make the first man mission to Mars. Of course, you know what happens. This happens in the first five minutes. The shuttle blows up. And now what I, I've only seen the first two episodes or I've seen half of the second episode. So, so now we know that, uh, Sean Penn is probably going to go to space 
he was supposed to, or something like that. I don't know. He's very vascular in that show. He's got a lot of veins popping out, and his shirt's off all the time. He's built, but come on. And finally, Patriot Act with Hassan Minaj is a wonderful show. He's he's coming off with these, these uh, you know what? Hold on. I'm going to talk about that in the second half of the show. We have already eclipsed my, my runtime for this first half. So let's take a break, and then we'll come right back and do the second half of the show. Okay. All right, let's get into it. Let's get into this second half of the show. I just left all the recording, the equipment recording, so hopefully this is working. Except for that camera that's in front of me. That's uh... All right, so uh, the reason why I saved Patriot Act for the second half of the show is because the main story I want to talk about is uh, working. There's a story about Netflix uh, that I found on Slash Film the other day. I was walking down the street just the other day, <laughs> and uh, I found this story on Netflix. <laughs> I had to finish that bit. I had a football coach. Uh, who was the head coach for receivers. And uh, I love a good mid-sentence swallow. Oh, my God. On <laughs> on the NPR podcast 1A, you can hear the panelists, uh, all everyone who's on that show, you can hear them uh, swallow mid-sentence, and it is just the worst. <laughs> so, and a football coach who uh, I was not a good receiver, a good uh, a good player until like my senior year, basically. Uh, I'd say junior, yeah, junior, senior year, and um, but anyway, so uh, they would, so when I, so when I got to varsity and I was uh, working with varsity, the coach would, and I would always like slow down if I didn't know a route or slow down if I, you know, dropped a pass or something like that, and uh, the coach would always yell at me. Uh, he he gave. I don't want to get too detailed with this because this is not the type of show for it. Well, it is the type of show for it, but I don't want to put him on blast. But he always gave people nicknames. And mine was Republic for Republic of Chad. Uh, I also want I want you, <laughs> also want you to keep in mind that uh, there was another there there were, uh, as another black receiver he named him Suburban because he <sighs> didn't talk like a thug. So just think about those nicknames Republic of Chad and Suburban. So uh, and you you'll know what type of <laughs> what type of. <laughs> just, I mean, he's a really nice guy. He was really nice to everybody, but I'm just saying uh, his thought process. Uh, so, uh, so he goes up uh, Republic every time I, I I like drop past, and I would slow down. If you're gonna mess up, and I'm butchering his quote, but if you're gonna mess up, you mess up at a hundred percent. And I'm like, yes, coach. <laughs> and so uh, I do everything at a hundred percent now. Like even if I if I mess up, I do it at a hundred percent because. The, if I don't know what I'm doing, you know, and, and there's no one to help me or help me understand or whatever, I mean, that's the only way you're going to learn because somebody eventually will say, hey, you can't do that. <laughs> like, I got a ticket for the, <laughs> the last time I was with my ex. <laughs> I got a ticket for um, my tags being expired. Uh, and so I, I mean, I, I didn't know they were expired. I, for, I completely forgot. I go completely honest. I forgot. Uh, and then I handle it. And then, you know, it's handled. <laughs> so. <laughs> There we go. So Patriot Act is a show uh, by Hassan Minaj, uh, and it's his it's his uh, late night show essentially. Netflix recently canceled the break with Michelle Wolf, and I I wouldn't call Joel McHale's show late night, but uh, it was their only other talk show. Chelsea had a, a talk show there that was weekly, and that went on for two years, a year and a half. I have a computer in front of me. I don't care to look it up because I don't want to. Uh, but that went on for a very long time, and that had a lot of episodes. And then she had a documentary series, and then she's still doing stuff with them, but I don't know where that's coming from. 
uh, know what that is, know, know what it's going to be. So, so they've had three talk shows, um, and I believe, and then uh, Jeanette McCurdy was on a weekly show. So they've had three talk shows, three weekly shows, uh, five weekly shows at this point. Three talk shows, five weekly shows at this point. Hasan Minaj's show is the next weekly show. Um, the break with Michelle Wolf was really, it was good. It, it, had, it had a rough start, and the later episodes were better. Uh, and and it's just a shame that that show was canceled. I guess it couldn't find a footing. And this is and this is what can be stressful working at. Hold on, I don't want to get into this, but this is what until the until the article I talked about. But this this is what can be stressful about working at uh, Netflix is because they don't give you the numbers. They don't give you the metrics. They just they, the only time they release it is when they want to do something cutesy like uh, f- two, eight, 18 million people watched rom coms this summer on Netflix and. I mean, if that's if that's not scary, you know, they, they say like 400 people watched uh, a Christmas story 17 times in 18 days. Like that's that's scarier than, you know, Google knowing my name. I don't care if Google knows my name. Of course, I don't know my name. But if Netflix can uh, hone in on, f- you know, a dozen people watching uh, the Angry Beavers. I don't know why I chose Angry Beavers. If they, if they can hone in on a dozen people watching Boss Baby at 2 a.m. and they know them by name, that's, uh, that's come on. I don't understand. People, you know, it, it's just whatever. So Patriot Act is Hasan Minaj's uh, late night show. They released two episodes. They're both, they're really well done. Uh, although I couldn't tell which one's the first episode, which one's the second episode. And he mentions that the first episode is the first episode. I started watching the second episode because the way they uploaded it this past Sunday. It's a very interesting show. I understand why they ordered 36 episodes of it because it is, it's done well. He's, he's standing up. He's not sitting. And what essentially what he does is he has, he starts with the big story up front. He has like an 18 minute monologue, I believe like on Saudi Arabia's uh, Jamal Khashoggi, well, on Saudi Arabia itself. And he talks about, um, MBS. Oh, who is the guy? Uh, this, the Saudi prince. He talks about the Saudi prince and all of the bad things that he's done and the wrongdoings and all and, and everything of the, of the nature. And it is so interesting to see they have these great, beautiful graphics because he has uh, a bunch of TV screens behind him that are laid out in such a well-lit manner. And they have all these wonderful graphics that slide on screen and they're presented well. And they're not the joke. Whereas uh, on, you know, last week tonight or The Daily Show, they'll crop in some fake crap or whatever but he present they have all these statistics in the background it is so beautiful it's a very well presented show and Hassan Minaj is such a such a great charismatic person that's what I read in one of the interviews he said they said it was charismatic and I was like yeah he's not interviews uh, reviews so yeah he's very charismatic um, what I also love about the show is that they're the, they cut to the audience they don't cut to the audience they cut around the audience so you see their faces a lot of brown people in there because I meant I only mention it because when you, when you, and I love Conan to death, but when you watch a Conan, when you watch a, uh, a Myers, when you watch any of the Jameses and Jimmies, uh, when you watch Steven, it's all white people. And I mean, you can say that, you know, these tickets are free and they're giving away at random, but they're still all white people. Hassan Minaj's show deliberately was brown people and people of, well, I assume he's a Muslim. So I, I assume people of the Muslim faith. Uh, and, and heritage and stuff like that. So that's really, it was really nice and really refreshing to see 
all those brown, beautiful, just gorgeous brown people sitting in in the in, in the entire in the entire studio space, and it felt really intimate because it, they didn't, they weren't on risers, they were in chairs. You know, I, I think some of them were lifted up, but it's a great show. I definitely urge you to check it out, and I can't wait to see what they do for the next thirty four weeks. I don't know if they're gonna do you know one every week, <laughs> uh, but they will do one every week. Um, but and I don't know if they'll do ten and then stop for a little bit and then do ten more. That's what really sucked about when last week tonight uh, first came on. Last week tonight in full frontal, they both started with like with ten, like ten to fifteen or something like that, and then that was the end of the season. And then they would come back the following year, like you know, TBS and HBO would order a couple more episodes, you know, here and there. But then they would come back the next year, and then you would hear that they have uh, last week tonight has like uh, thirty episodes they're doing, so it's one a week. Uh, and then they're missing 22 weeks. And then Full full Frontal has uh, uh, 45 they're doing. And they're going to miss the other – or no, no, they wouldn't have 45. That's too many for them. Uh, they would have 30. And then they would miss, you know, a certain amount of weeks. But it's so great to see them now uh, being three, three, three years in for Full Frontal, I believe. And then for uh, Last Week Tonight being five or six years in. And them doing uh, – having, you know, all these great stories. Uh, but I, I still think that there's more that they can do. You know, especially for being for airing one episode a week, they can. You know, uh, Sam B's show definitely has a lot of presence on the internet. So, I think full not uh, not full. I think uh, um, last week tonight should at least attempt the same. You know, so uh, there's this article on Slash Film called uh, "Working at Netflix Doesn't Sound Very Fun," according to employees, written by Chris Evangelista. And it's a very interesting article. Article, uh, and you know, it, uh, two weeks ago we heard about. Uh, if you're into video games, we heard about Rockstar. They just they just told their employees, "Hey, hey, talk about your experience. You're allowed to talk about your experience working at Rockstar." And because before you're not allowed to talk about working there. And apparently, there's a lot of this is what happened with Telltale too. Uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago when I talked about Telltale, they're them closing down. There's a lot of, and, there's, and this happens in the game industry as a whole. There's a lot of crunch time, when, especially when the game was about to come out. And so people were working 80 to 100 hour weeks and they said it sucked and, and you know, just it was, just wasn't fun. You're not getting really compensated for the extra time you put in and it's stressful and all this stuff. And so working at Netflix, according to the Wall Street Journal, who has a report from them, uh, a bunch of employees are saying that working for them is... Un, uh, quote, un, um, a quote from Slash Film, unpleasant at worst and downright strange at best. This is from the journal. Uh, the Netflix way emph- emphasizes freedom and responsibility, trusting employees to use discretion, whether it is about taking vacation, flying business class, or expensing an Uber ride home. Virtually every employee can access sensitive information from how many subscribers sign up in each country to viewership of shows to contractual terms of net for Netflix's production deals. Wow. I didn't read that last part. Uh, executives at the director level and above some 500 people can see the salaries of every employee. So if you work at Netflix and you have a computer, you can see uh, the terms of, uh, I don't know, who's who's on Netflix? Who's a, uh, What's the show? The, the Great British Bake Off, which was, uh, side note, Great British Bake Off was bought by Netflix in August. I had no idea. So they're going to be releasing the new episodes uh, there's a new episode coming, a holiday episode later this uh, year, but they're going to be releasing new seasons, which is great. This, I, I don't say a lot of shows are perfect for Netflix. That show, The Great British Bake Off, is perfect for Netflix. I'm so excited. I cannot wait to see more episodes of that show. 
So that's uh, th- but that's very strange. If you have your own computer, you can see the deals of these people. Uh, on top of that, quote, employees are encouraged to give one another blunt feedback. So that means a manager can say you're not doing your best, and then they and then and then later on in the article, uh, this is called a keeper test. Uh, you're they, they can say you're not doing your best. The, like managers can sit down and ask themselves. Is this person giving me 110%? If they're not, then they can say, okay, you're done. You're fired. And they're just allowed to fire you. Um, all right. So, yeah, asking themselves whether they would fight to keep a given employee. Okay. So here's, here's another paragraph. Here's another quote from the article. The firings can be insensitive. Several former employees said, uh, Ernie Tam, who had worked at Netflix as an engineer for, uh, oh, sorry. I just, I just, abridged all of this. Uh, Ernie Tam, who had worked as a Netflix engineer for six years, was called into his manager's office on a Monday morning in uh, 2015. You're no longer a star performer, the manager said. An HR representative came in, discussed Mr. Tam's severance package, and took his laptop. I just left the office and never came back, Mr. Tam said. For a period of six years, I was a star performer. Then all of a sudden, I was not. Mr. Tam said he was surprised, despite receiving negative feedback from his manager all over the pre- all over the previous month uh, earlier. What? From his manager over the previous month, because earlier managers had given him time to improve after criticizing. That is crazy. That is, that is like someone coming to your house and saying, oh, you're, your child is uh, getting a little fat there. You're feeding them too much. We're going to take them away from you. <laughs> That's horrible. And everybody, I mean, they, all businesses like this have these types of practices. And we're, and, I mean, you know, a lot of them you can't talk about. Uh, who is it? Apple. You can't, you can't talk about stuff going on at Apple. You can't talk about stuff going on at Disney. And these people come out of here. Saying, you know, a lot of people could be having horrible times, but, you know, a lot of people could be having uh, great times, of course. Um, let's see. Uh, not a, a lot of people interviewed by the journal don't have a lot of negative things to say about Netflix as a whole. It's just this keeper test is just a very strange thing. It's so weird. It's so weird. Man, and they're building that new building in uh, L.A. It's supposed to be done by 2020, that that high rise. Because they're right across the street from the uh, Earwolf Studios, <laughs> apparently, is what I know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, but Netflix. That's crazy. Can you imagine Can you imagine that saying, you're not good enough. We're going to fire you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's, uh, man. Well, that's it for the uh, podcast. <laughs> With every episode just ending like that. Well, that's uh, that's it for the podcast. Uh, listen, if you like what you heard here, why don't you head on over to cpluscomedy.com where we've got interviews, we've got uh, podcasts, we have two podcasts, the application podcast, which is there every single day. It's so good. I love doing that show. <laughs> he said with his eyes looking up at the ceiling. It's so good. It's such a good show. Today's episode, like I said earlier, is a Halloween episode that, I, again, has nothing to do with me working in there. I don't know why I made that episode, uh, but definitely check it out. It's a great podcast uh, talking about me getting a job at WABE. That's what the there was referring to. The working there was referring to. Uh, it's a, you know, hopefully. Oh, and I have I have an interview there on Monday. So uh, please keep keep good thoughts on me. I talked about this already in the application. So check out the episode from yesterday, which is Tuesday. Tuesday's episode. Tuesday's episode. 
Also, I've been doing this show for 83 weeks, 82 weeks, and I have barely cursed, which is wonderful. Also, check out I'm Barely Cursed. Uh, <laughs> that might be the title of this episode. <laughs> also, check out um, News Time. You can check out uh, News Time on YouTube.com slash C Comedy. And that's also where the video version of this podcast lives. So if you ever, if you wanted to see me do the reenact the guy from Manifest, then you can see me do it on that YouTube channel. Uh, youtube.com slash people's comedy this week's episode of news time is a weekly show it's a weekly it's like uh it's like last week's night it's like the daily show it's like uh well it's the, the daily show but weekly it's a uh, full frontal with samantha b it's a weekly show entertainment news i i tackle one story it's great i love it so much uh this week's episode is about horror making the jump from movies to tv it's not good <laughs> i love it so much i love it so much uh definitely check it out so if if that's it i think that might be it for this episode okay thanks Bye.